Hinduism. What is Hinduism? Hinduism is probably one of the world's old, oldest religions, um, according to many scholars, um, with roots and customs dating back to probably more than 4,000 years. Um, and roughly today, there's probably about 800 to 900 million followers. Um, Hinduism's probably the third largest religion behind Christianity and Islam, um, but that's debatable. Um, so that, that's based on rough, rough knowledge I have. Um, roughly 90 or so percent, 90 to 95 percent of the world's Hindus live in India. It's, it's very popular in India. Um, because the religion itself has no specific founder, um, it's, it's difficult to trace its origins in history. Hinduism um, is unique that is, in that it's not a single religion, but really a compilation of many different traditions and various philosophies. Um, it, it, again, it, it embraces many, many ideas. Um, sometimes it's referred to uh, much like Buddhism as a, as a way of life or a family of religions as opposed to a single organized religion. Um, most forms of Hinduism are what they call henotheistic, which means they worship a single deity known as a Brahmin in Hinduism, um, but still recognize other gods and goddesses. Followers believe there are multiple paths to reaching their god. Um, the Hindus believe in the doctrines of samsara, which is the continuous cycle of life and death and re reincarnation. If you've ever heard of reincarnation, that's often where you'll hear that in Hindu traditions. Um, they also believe in something you probably heard of is karma. You know, if you go, you have good karma, you have bad karma. They believe in that too. You know, the universal law of cause and effect. Um, one of the key thoughts on Hinduism is um, Atman, um, or the belief in what what's called a soul. Um, and this holds that living creatures have a soul and they're all part of the supreme soul. So picture a giant soul and we're all little souls. Um, and the goal is to achieve what they call moksha or salvation, which ends that cycle of rebirth to become part of the absolute singular soul. Um, another fundamental principle of the religion is the idea that people's actions and thoughts directly determine their current life and future lives. Um, they strive to achieve dharma, which again, you hear that in Buddhism, which is a code of living that emphasizes good conduct and morality. Um, they tend to be very moral people, uh, Hindus, Hindu believers, that is. They re revere all living creatures and consider, um, you, you've probably seen uh, cows, a lot of cow sculptures and things, but they consider the cow a sacred animal. Um, they're very, very, very sensitive and delicate with living creatures. Food is a very important part of life for Hindus. Um, most Hindus do not eat beef or pork, and a lot of them are vegetarians. Um, I, you know, again, who, Hinduism's very closely related to other Indian religions, including Buddhism and uh, Jainism and Sikhism, and there, there are many others. Um, you've heard of... Um, the symbols, I'm sure you've heard of some of the symbols behind Hinduism. You've heard of the Om and this and, and the swastika. It looks like swastika, like in Germany, in, in German uh, culture or whatever. But um, 
The word swastika actually means good fortune or being happy in Sanskrit. Um, and the symbol represents good luck. Um, a diagonal version of the swastika later, which we all know, became associated with um, Germany's Nazi party when they made it their symbol in 1920. But the symbol itself was actually originally, it's a, and still is, a Hinduism um, symbol. Again, meaning good fortune or being happy. Um, before the Germans took it over and did, did what they did with it. And I won't even go there. The Om symbol, you know, Om as in Om, Om, the popular sound. Um, it's composed of three Sanskrit letters and represents three sounds, the, the A, the U, and the M, which when they're combined are considered a sacred sound. Um, you'll often hear the sound at family shrines and Hindu temples as well. Um, there are many, uh, there are many sacred writings as opposed to one holy book where, uh, many religions have. So let's say like Christianity and the Bible, there, there are many sacred writings. Um, but their primary texts known as the Vedas or Vedas were composed around, uh, I guess, I guess around 1500 BC or so. And this collection of verses and hymns, um, was written in a language called Sanskrit and contains revelations. Um, received by various uh, saints, like ancient saints and sages. Um, let's see, what else can I tell you? I mean, the origin, origins of Hinduism, I guess I could talk about that. I don't know a ton about it, but the basics are, um, they, they, they believe it started somewhere between 2300 BC and 1500 BC um, in what's now modern day Pakistan. Um, but what makes it challenging, though, is that many Hindus argue that their faith is timeless and has always existed. You know, it's sort of like, you know, if, if that's so, then it's hard to put a date on it. And I think that's one of the challenges here. Um, and again, it has no founder, has no one founder, but instead it's a fusion of various beliefs. Um, around 1500 B.C. or so, um, the Indo-Aryan people migrated um, and, you know, they brought their language and their culture along and it blended with the indigenous people living in the region. And then therefore there's some debate over who influenced who during this time, you know, and that's the problem with a lot of traditions is that when you start, you know, blending indigenous people, I mean, think of the American Indians, you know, when the settlers came over and how they were blending everything here in America, um, how that really affects things. Um, so that's the basics of when it's when it started. Um, I think I mentioned Hinduism and Buddhism have many similarities. Um, in fact, Buddhism, many believe, in fact, rose out of Hinduism because they're kind of sort of the same. There's a lot of similarities between them. And what's funny about um, Buddhism and Hinduism is if you Christianity, Buddhism, Hinduism, there, there are a lot of things that cross over. There's a great book I read once. I'll bring that up later. Um, I'll have to um, cite some examples of how, how many similarities there are. But anyway, as far as Buddhism and Hinduism go, there's some key differences that exist between the two religions. Um, Buddhism primarily rejects the caste system of Hinduism and does away with the rituals. You know, they don't do the rituals. <laughs> Um, the priesthood and gods that are integral in the Hindu faith. So they did away with that part of it. Um, what else can I say? I mean, oh, 
there's just, again, there's a lot of history behind it. Um, you know, if you look up, I mean, I'm sure you've heard of Gandhi, Mahatma Gandhi. You could look him up and look up the, um, look up the origins of Hinduism. Again, go on Pinterest. And I, I hate to keep mentioning Pinterest, but what's, what's awesome about Pinterest is that there are a lot of great practitioners on Pinterest that, that, study and follow and provide really easy to use charts and diagrams and writings and blogs and different things on all the various traditions and uh, cultures and religions. So if you go on Pinterest and look up Hinduism quotes or go, go to Gandhi quotes or whatever, um, just look, look these things up. Look up Hinduism on Pinterest. I'll challenge you to do that. And you'll find out again, you'll find out if it's something that's interesting to you and something you want to follow. Um, just like any religion or any practice or any hobby, you have to start somewhere. So if Hinduism seems interesting to you, and I encourage you with that or any other belief to go ahead, check it out, look it up, explore and see if it's something for you. Because again, it might be life changing for you. It might be your calling. It might be something that uh, may become near and dear to your heart as well.